Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. So what do you think is the best car? I mean, what's the best? Is it Ford? Is it Chevrolet? Is it Honda? Is it Toyota? What is your favorite? What makes it the best? What do you think? What, you know, if you were to line up and say, this is, if the car maker is this, this is the one. I would love to know the answer in your mind, in your heart, listening right this minute. And I would love for you to call and tell me why you think that. 866 348 7884. And I have Jerry, our Christian body shop guy, here to help us to determine this question that we're out. We're seeking to find out today, what is the absolute best car out there? Or it could be a truck. I'm okay. You can even say van. I'm a SUV. Okay. What manufacturer, you know, which brand is your brand? And, and Jerry, you see this every day. There's no, none of them that you don't get to work on Mercedes or is it Saab or BMW? Which one? I tell you, it's all of them, but the thing is, every customer comes in, whatever car they're driving, it is amazing the relationship they have with that vehicle, and we'll stand by it. And I'm waiting for somebody to call in and say the Yugo is the, the car. I told them. <laughs> I was a Yugo salesman at one point in my career. <laughs> we, we had, they got so bad that we had to do a buy one, get one free. <laughs> 866. <laughs> they're about ready to go to the buy one, get two free. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> 866 348 
7884-866-34-TRUE. So I want you to picture with me, and I, the, lot, the calls are coming in, I'm really glad, um, sharing what they think is the absolute best car at 866-348-7884. But along these lines, I want you to picture with me these antique car insignias that would be on these cars when they were originally manufactured back in the 20s and the 30s and whatever. When you start looking at these old car insignias, would you notice something that was in common between them all? And I want you to picture for me the Buick one. That's one that usually steps out. And people say, well, yeah, that was a tri-shield, right? It was three-shield. And, and if you look closely, it was Scottish because David Buick, who was the founder of Buick Motor Division, was Scottish. And he used his heraldry. He used his, his shield, his coat of arms, in order to, to make that. And since Buick had three lines, the, the Invicta and the LeSabre and the whatever it was, they had three lines, and so they used three shields, and they all were that Scottish tri-shield. Or maybe think about Cadillac. Now, you can't, can't think about Cadillac without that shield, can you? It's a shield, and if you look closely, you're going to see some swans on there. Really? Or how about... Alfa Romeo, look closely at that one. <laughs> There's a big old snake with a dude in his mouth <laughs> and a red cross. Or I know one that can jump at you, Peugeot. Peugeot has a big old, looks like King Lion, King Richard the Lionhearted on it. You can picture it with me, can't you? Now, if, if you, you look back in time, you'll find that even though Chevrolet has got the bow tie, at one point in time, look on the front of a 1955 Chevy Bel Air, and you're going to see something. It's a shield. If you look on the old Ford logo, and I've got it all pictured at my website so you can see all these. I even have the old Chrysler shield. A Dodge Brothers shield actually had the Star David in the middle of it. Those all had one thing in common. They all had a shield. And why do you think that is? We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, we've got to get with William. He's in Anderson, South Carolina. Hey, William. What do you think is the best car out there? Well, uh, personally, I always liked the Cadillac. I know when I was in college in the 80s, we had the same discussion about which cars were the best. And, of course, the BMWs and the Mercedes were the hot cars. And we had one student from Norway, and he was saying how, no, the Cadillacs are the best because everybody in Norway has got a BMW <laughs> or, a, or, a, or, or, or Mercedes. He says, but if you had a Cadillac, you had money. And, and I always think they're engineered well. They drive well. Uh, and, of course, to me, they're, they're catering more to, I think, a uh, you know, different class of people. I've got a lot of friends that have Toyotas, and they seem to always hold up well, too. So that would be one, I think, in a newer class and more economy class would be a good car. Of course, like you said, some of the other cars you talk about would be true. When you talk about old emblems, I always remember that Pontiac Indian. That was always kind of impressive when you see some of those cars with that big, Oh yeah, he was <coughs> Chief Pontiac. I was <laughs> my father and I were Pontiac dealers. We had one, and if you remember, that emblem was actually at one point in time in a shield. They yeah. there was just that common that common thing. Well, thank you, William. I appreciate you calling in. God bless. Bye. Bye bye. So, what are your thoughts? Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. What is the best car, and why? We got Ken. Is calling from North Carolina. Ken, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. What do you think is the best? I one that's paid for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. There's and the I, winner. <laughs> I, and the first car I ever had, my dad had bought it, 
It was a Buick LeSabre. It had a vinyl top. And uh, I needed a car, so he let me have it on the uh, bill that I would finish paying for it. But I drove that car. It had over 200,000 miles on it. And my wife wanted to get something else. And I didn't. Uh, I went down to the dealership in uh, Greensboro. And they they didn't want to give me anything for it, so I decided to sell it for $300 to a friend of mine. <laughs> His son was in uh submarine division of the Navy, and he was stationed in Seattle, and he wanted to buy a car to drive where he would you know, be able to see the country and everything. He drove that car all the way up to Seattle, and he drove it for like six months. And, of course, he wasn't hurt, but he totaled that car. He ran into a brick mailbox. There's no telling how long that car would have lasted if that hadn't happened. And it was covered in those three shields, so it protected it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> those tri shields. car. My father. You know, the lifters, the lifters clicked in that thing the whole time we had it. <laughs> and it kept going. Yeah. It, but, you know, my, yeah. my father worked for Buick, so I, I kind of lived under the tri shield <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ken. God bless you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. I could picture that red, white, and blue shield like in my dreams. And, you know, those, those, my dad had ties with it. He had lapel pins. You name it. We had tri shields. Eight off of plates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and really, I would love if you say if you think it's Honda or are some of these new, you know, Korean imports, Hyundai or Kia. What What are your thoughts, really? What do you What do you just believe in your heart of hearts is the very best car? And I think it'd be really helpful you understand why. And the more you call in today, the more people will get this view out there. We would love to have it. Eight six six. Three four eight seven eight eight four is the number to call in eight six six three four truth if you're digitally gifted. But I want to develop this a little bit more. And of course, we're going to have our appraisal by the real black book, and we're going to talk about the Jesus labor love. We're going to go all there. But before we do that, I want to develop this whole idea about shields. Yes, they are all shields. Picture them in your mind. And so, what would a shield have to do? Why do you think? that those car manufacturers used a shield to indicate that their car was the best. Well, I think that if you really begin to process this, and actually God had me on a lesson plan this week, and all week long he was teaching me about shields. And I and I saw him every, if you start looking around, you're going to see that interstate signs are shield, policemen carry shield, fire, and all shields are everywhere. But for centuries, the shield was a huge, huge deal. And it had to do with if you were traveling, anytime you traveled, and if you read the Bible, you can see if somebody got on the road like the Good Samaritan, there's a good possibility they're going to get hurt. So you're away from home, and being safe is a huge deal. And so this idea of a shield would would give you this essence of safety. And, of course, you know, people that were in the ancient times and the Greeks, they understood shields at a level that we don't even begin to understand shields. In fact, to a Greek soldier, their mother, when they sent him out, and this is true, the mother would say, you either come back with your shield or on it. Or if you think about your coat of arms, where was it found? It was your family's heraldry, and that's what you see on these shields that are on these cars. And what is that trying to tell us about the manufacturer behind it? And what does that have to do with the shield of faith in Ephesians 6? Oh, we got, oh, so much Christian Car Guy show coming your way, but we need your call. What's the best car? 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. If a Mustang.
Anne Grandi married an Indian prince, would it be called Mahatma Grandi? There's the hot new Mach 1. Coming on with all-out performance. Hey, that Mach 1 really cuts it. That Mach the knife. <laughs> Mustang 69 at your Ford dealers now. So what do you think is the best car? That's the question today at the Christian Car Guy Show. And there's a very specific reason we're asking this. Because honestly... If you think about what you believe is the best car, chances are you have faith that that car is not going to leave you on the side of the road. You believe that it's when you push the key and then it's going to start. You believe that if you're taking your family on vacation and you're in the middle of, you know, the swamps in Louisiana, that all of a sudden you're not out there fighting alligators, <laughs> whatever that looks like. And so for that very reason, they have used shields in logos for, you know, since the beginning of the automobile business to illustrate that to you, you can have faith. It's interesting. The shield of faith is that you're going to have faith in this car. And if you think about it, it's really cool. What Paul said in Ephesians 6, 14, I believe it is, above all, above all, take up the shield of faith. And we're going to get a lot into that, but I want to explain. And, and at risk at making myself look like a complete crook, which I probably was at one point in time, to share what faith will do for you, okay? we if Picture that Robbie's out there. He's a Pontiac salesman. He's about 22 years old, and I'm a car salesman. Okay, so I'm a car salesman. And I had come out of the service department, and I had learned lots of different techniques by going to different schools that Pontiac had or Volkswagen had. I'd gone through quite a bit of training, and Volkswagen had a lot of problems back when I went to their school with cars, people complaining that their car wasn't getting the gas mileage that was on the window stickers. Because the window stickers back then, you know, they just started putting it on the sticker that it was supposed to get 22 miles a gallon. And Volkswagen has always had problems with their um, <laughs> integrity. But anyway, <laughs> so what they taught us as young service advisors was that if this person is complaining that they're not getting enough gas mileage, you take them out to the gas pump. And you tell them, look, I want you to put one gallon of gas in, right? You to, no, excuse me. You fill the tank all the way up. Just fill it until you cannot put any gas in. Picture this with me, that you filled up this Volkswagen Rabbit gas tank, and you could get another, another ounce of gas. Just tell the customer, put as much gas as you can in it. And then say, now we're going to go drive. If it's 28 miles to the gallon they're supposed to get, we're going to drive 14 miles out, and we're going to drive 14 miles back. And we'll see if you can put a gallon of gas back in the gas tank. And they said, always do this early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you understand some dynamics of expansion here, that if gas that's down in the ground is cold. And so, you know, you'll go put, try this in your car. You'll see it works every time. If you put a gallon of gas in a car and you won't, and you fill it up to it, click, 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 which by the way is really bad. Don't do that because you can mess up your car by going click, 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 click. I teach about that. But that's what you do. So this man came up. Now, this is five, six years later. I'm selling a Pontiac Le Mans. And this man comes up, and he's like, that window sticker, that's the biggest bunch of junk ever. There's no way in the world that car will ever get that gas mileage. And he would not stop. He just would not stop. Until finally I said, 
Well, let me ask you this. If it'll get that much gas mileage, <laughs> which at the time it was like 19 miles a gallon, will you buy the car? And he goes, there's no way it gets that. I said, I can prove to you that it does. And he goes, all right. So <laughs> Jerry, I take him out to the gas pump, and we fill it up all the way. And, of course, this particular dealership was right by the highway, and so we went up there, and it was whatever it was. We went 14 miles up and 14 miles back, and that guy stood there for 20 minutes trying to get a gallon of gas back in that Le Mans, and there was no way in the world that he could do it because, obviously, it was a little bit of shenanigans going on here, okay? Now, what did he buy the car? That's what I'm He absolutely <laughs> bought the car, but what's even better than that in my mind is I, I – worked at this dealership for a number of years afterwards and every time i saw that man 28 miles again 31 i mean he he was one of the happiest people with his car of anybody i ever met anybody ever sold a car to and i always felt guilty because i knew there was some deception underneath that he might be listening right now going, that son of a gun <laughs> but nonetheless think about what he had now he had faith that his pontiac le mans got better gas mileage than anything and and what did he then experience in his own life in reality? I mean, wh whether he was deceived or not or originally, what happened was that man had faith in the gas mileage of that Le Mans, and he lived it for years to come. And so this is why I'm thinking it would be really good if you would call us right now and tell us what you've had that kind of experience, that you have faith in your Honda. You got faith in your Toyota. You got faith in your Hyundai or your Kia, 866 Three four eight seven eight eight four. Now, here's the challenge: is that <clears throat> from a faith standpoint, sometimes we drop our shields. And Jerry knows we have this Jesus labor love, and it's car repairs for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And so every week, I have these applications of people that come in that really are in the middle of a crisis. And what I discovered years ago, and this week we got a really tough one. I got to get you involved in here in a minute, but. Every week when, when I call these people, after they tell me their story, and it's often more than you could bear. If you could hear, they've got a child sick, they've got to get them to the hospital, they've got no transportation, their mother, this, that, and you know the car's got a transmission leak, and it's, just, and it's good enough to make you go, well, what are we going to do? We don't have the resources to fix this. And so I learned early on, the first thing that you do is pray. Now, when you pray, you are lifting your shield of faith. And we're going to get a lot into that as this show goes through. But, you know, it blows my mind that quite often, in spite of the fact that they've contacted the Jesus labor love, so God might be involved in this, and besides the fact that there, it's a Christian radio station they heard it from, and it would appear to be a godly thing, they often, in this week, one out of three times, and this is not unusual statistics, they say, no one has ever prayed with me. No one. Now get this. Can you imagine hearing that from this poor person that is in the middle of a crisis that's unbelievable, and then they say to you, and they're in tears, oh, thank you. No one has ever prayed with me. And what that means as far as the shield of the church down, we're going to get to all that, but i got to know what's your pick for the best car. 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. We got so much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming at you.
boy, USA in your Chevrolet. America's asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA. America's the greatest land of all. On a highway or a road along a levee. Performance is sweeter, nothing can beat her. Life is completer in a Chevy. So make a date today to see the USA. See it in your Chevrolet. Traveling east, traveling west. Wherever you go, Chevy service is best. Southward or north, near place or far, there's a Chevrolet dealer for your Chevrolet car. See the USA in your Chevrolet. The Rockies way out west are calling you. Drive your Chevrolet through the USA. Where fields of golden wheat pass and review. Whether traveling lighter with a load that's heavy. Performance is sweeter, nothing can beat her. Life is completer in a Chevy. So make a date today to see the USA and see it your Chevrolet. That's a pitch in the jersey. Yeah, make you want to go there. And... I'm gonna find a Chevrolet and ride around today. I don't. You can picture that '57 and Diana Shore in it. But anyway. The question today on the Christian Car Guy show, and I, that, that you can just hear what they're doing. They are providing faith. They are trying to get you to buy into the fact that you can trust this Chevy to, to travel long distances. It's not going to, and you're not going to end up in the swamp fighting alligators. I mean, that's that's the deal. But speaking of in the swamp fighting alligators, we were talking right before the break about the Jesus labor love, and these are the people that unfortunately whatever car brand they have. And by the way, we still want you to call in at 866-348-7884 and tell us which I brand. I guess nobody really loves their car. Oh, is that what it is? It could be. Could, nah, I don't think so. They're going to call. Yeah. 866-348-7884. But we were talking about that, again, I, I just feel more than honored to be able to take these requests and call these people and then ask them, is it okay if I pray with you? And see the response that comes after I pray with them is, to me, more important than anything else happens in the whole transaction. That here's this person that really is, in their own way, be almost beyond hope. And then somebody is saying, look, we can do this. And as you raise your shield of faith, they're, they're hearing something that God cares about them, that God sees their situation, and God is going to come to the rescue. And they begin to do what Jesus said to do in the Garden of Gethsemane, watch and pray, watch and pray. Wow, there's another solution, and and God is in it. Now, to me, the connection hopefully is that if their car does indeed get fixed, and sometimes it has nothing to do with us, that it gets fixed, or their situation gets better, they know that this was not from Robbie, it was not from Jerry, it was from God, and, and, and that he gets the glory and that he's the, he's the hero of the story. The reason why that's so critical is because the next time you face anything in life, you don't need to have faith in Robbie, you don't need to have faith in Jerry, you need to have faith in God. And, and, and it's critical, but you see this in cars every day, Jerry. What happens when somebody wrecks their car and they believe they've lost faith in that car that now I'm going to have nothing but problems. Yeah, and it because then you can't, you can never change that attitude because that's what they've their mindset is, and 
But now if somebody comes in and says, you know what, I love this car. I know it's going to be back the same way it was and which is what the, the end game is to get it back in pre-accident condition, then they'll continue to love that car and be able to drive it for years and years and get the same service and the same love for it. But if somebody gets that mindset, the best thing you can do, if you just think after an accident or a mechanical problem, new engine or something that it'll never be the same, I'll never, it'll never be the as reliable as it was, Probably the best thing for you to do is to sell it and, and to get another car because if you don't have faith in it, it you're never really going to enjoy it, and, and you're, you're going to be again. yeah, you'll be handicapped on where you, how you use that vehicle and how it's able to bless you or others. So, I tell you know I've t- I've told people for years if you don't have faith in the car, you don't have faith. You know you need to switch cars and find something that you do have faith in because it's going to make your life it's it's a very difficult thing. But let's get back for a minute to. Ephesians 6 and this idea that Paul said, take up your shield of faith. And I want to bring up something along those lines. I'm still tracking cars here, okay? But the Greeks, as I said, would tell their young people as they went off to war, you either come back with your shield or on it. That's how they considered the shield was that big a deal. And if you think about the medieval times, they wore their coat of arms on their shield. So their family honor, to an extent, was on their and. And the knights of old, their saying was, you would rather lose the field than lose your shield. Now, why would that be so important? Well, there was an old Greek king, Dermatos or something, whatever. Yeah, that's him. It it was that guy. (laughs) And they asked him, why is it that you completely dishonor a soldier if he loses his shield, but if he loses his helmet or loses his breastplate, he's fine. But you lose his shield, and he's like totally dishonored. You can't do anything worse as far as a Greek soldier than lose your shield. Why would that be? And he said, this is so insightful. He said, if you lose your helmet or you lose your breastplate, you've just made yourself vulnerable. But if you leave your, lose your shield, then you make your whole army vulnerable. And here's why. You see, the Greeks, they fought in formations, very tight formations. And so you held your shield in your left hand. And so your left hand was protecting the person on your right, and their left hand was protecting you. And so if, if you picture this beautiful armada of Greek soldiers coming at you and there's no shield in the middle, this is worthless. I mean, the crossbow fire, everything is coming right in that way. And so prayer is a team, and, and Paul knew this, above all, right? Above all, take up the shield of faith. Because as you bring up your faith, you are bringing up the person that if you pray with them or pray in front of them, and I, you know, I know we're not, there's lots of prayers that we do alone in the closet, but there's times when you need to lift your shield of faith so that the people around you can join in you in faith, believing that God is going to take this situation under control. And to do that right there with them, Jerry, is, is an amazing way to demonstrate your faith that God's going to come through in this situation. Yeah, I think, you know, and prayer is one of those things we, as, a, as Christians, we can just take it for granted sometimes and the importance of it and the power of it. Look at the New Testament church. I mean, that what prayer and, and being there for each other and the community, the community all, you know, build around God's word, reading the scriptures and studying the scriptures, but also the prayer part of it brings it to life. And the neat thing is, I again, God's had me on this lesson plan of shields, and I just began looking around. And I, I, I challenge anybody to go out there today as you're driving around. Policemen have a badge. It's what a shield. A fireman has a what? 
a shield. You know, Firestone, it's a shield. Just look around. You're going to see him all over the place. And what is God trying to tell me? (laughs) That, you know, this is something that is available in order for me to have faith and trust. And Abraham Lincoln said something I think is, is right along these lines, very important to understand. He said, if you look for the bad in someone, you will surely find it. (laughs) Well, part of the shield of faith, and this is something we put on the armor of God every day, and when I put on the armor, I've been thinking lately, I need to have faith in Jerry. Jerry's going to come through for me here. He's in the image of God. I need to have faith in Kim, my producer, is working hard in there right now to make sure that all your calls are taken at 866-348-7884 to tell me what your favorite car is. He's, he's, he's making sure the levels are right, and he's doing all. i got to have faith in my wife that I know that she loves me because there's times that the fiery darts of the evil one are coming. Now, to understand more about shields and why the Greeks thought, thought the, the Romans understood this all too well, too. And what Paul said right after that line about take up your shield, the next thing he said was to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one. Now, what I found out this week is the Romans, you know, obviously had this problem. The Greeks were, you know, winning. And so we have to do something against this whole shield idea. And so they came up with these real heavy javelins and they put pitch on the end of them, set them on fire. Now, if you throw a really heavy javelin at a wooden, these Greek shields were wood, and so you throw this big, heavy, on-fire javelin and hit this whole Greek line with, and they would throw thousands of these. You can picture these heavy javelins coming, and now you've got a shield that's just been hit by a 15-pound javelin, and it's on fire. You're going to drop your shield. Well, as soon as they dropped their shield, they were right behind there with all these crossbows, and they would literally rain down death on you as soon as the shields went down. And so when they, now, what was Paul pointing to? Well, I'm just going to share with you the very second you don't believe God is going to come through for you. And I hear that these poor people that, you know, they're having trouble with their car in this whole situation. And I can hear in their heart, I don't know what I'm going to do. This is beyond hope. Their shield is down. That fiery dart, that, that javelin has hit them. It's on fire and they're losing faith that God's going to come through for them. And it happens for me probably 20 times a day. That's why I need other people to hold up their shield. And I got to tell you about one that we're presently dealing with, and I need everybody's shields up on this one, Jesus, labor, love. But there's really a lesson for this on what's the best car, and it's all coming. Stay tuned. Yes, there is power. There is lots and lots and lots of power in faith. I've seen it in numerous cases. I bet you have too when you think about it where somebody believed in somebody that you never thought that that could come or they believed in something. They believed in a car that you never thought that that VW, you know, could be Herbie the love bug. (laughs) 
you know, whatever it was, you saw them have faith, and then all of a sudden something happened as a result of what it was they saw. And that shield is is phenomenal, and it's illustrated throughout all sorts of things. But, Jerry, before we get into the Jesus Labor Love Shield issue that we got to talk about, we got another kind of shield we got a listener wants to know about undercoating. Yeah, we got a, well, I got a, an email a few weeks ago, a gentleman in Utah, a listener who had purchased a used truck and was asking a question about getting the undercoating or the body shield underneath it for protection, especially with him being in Utah, being a rust issue. And he'd gone to a dealership, and the question was, do I, what was my opinion of doing the coating underneath the vehicle? Because the dealer told him he didn't necessarily need to do that. With these new high speed, I mean these new high strength steels and the the composites in the steel, it's probably not as critical as it used to be. But believe me, from my standpoint, especially if you're in Utah, northern parts of the the country and stuff, where there's a lot of salt on the road, a lot of a lot of moisture on the road, definitely do it. Especially if you can do it economically, in which now you can. But steel, steel will get that that rust in there even if it's aluminum you know people don't think about aluminum but aluminum also get corrosion in it but it'll still etch in there and a lot of times you don't see it with the new high strength steel and the carbons that are in the steel it may not be as rapid but it's still getting in there in the veins of that material and that 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 metal and you'll still have that rust problem so and if not you're to listening that undercoating yeah. um itself yeah a lot of is an insulation and it, so it takes away road noise. I mean, the manufacturers have used it for years to get rid of road noise and heat that comes off the, the ground, you know, to be cooler in the summer. And it'll obviously keep warmth in there, too. It's insulation, as well as obviously protecting you against. Yeah. So it's a, a shield, yeah. sort of. Yeah. And then when the gentleman sent me the information, he also sent me a link to a company that does it there. And I had looked at that and read what they're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great process because... What it does, you're getting protection, and I know, and I know the the reasoning for a lot of the dealerships and a lot of people saying you don't need that like you do, like you used to in some of the older vehicles. Believe me, anything you can do to protect the vehicle and get the longevity of it, man, do it. And especially when you're in the area that's a high risk area. There you go. It's one so, of those shields. So I hope that answered the question. <laughs> and I hate I missed out on that getting back, but one one of my other guys deleted the emails cleaning them up, and so I've been looking to get back and answer that question. Go ahead, Robbie. No, no, it's good. And and, and it, talking about shields today, and of course, if you still want to get in and put down your vote for the best car, Honda, Toyota, you know, if it happens to be Dodge and a red Dakota, like I believe, <laughs> then, you know, that's okay. I will you agree have with. faith in that I vehicle. have faith in old red. And a lot of people have said, Robbie, why do you keep driving that car with 400,000 miles? Well, I have faith. And I get in it, and I know it's going to take me to where I need to go. And a lot of people, wow, you know, but... Again, it has to do with where I was coming from, which is I believe that it's a mechanical thing and it can be repaired and it can be fixed in the way we go. But getting back to our situation, the Jesus Labor Love, that's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And we get these applications every week. And here they come. And one thing that I would just say is I've been asking God in prayer myself, holding up my shield saying, God, please send me somebody that wants to do this with me. Because honestly, I'm overwhelmed at times to meet the need as far as just time. I've got to make these calls, but at finding somebody who understands the car business enough to be able to make the calls and has the compassion enough to listen to the people and then has the, the spirituality enough 
to make sure that they pray because it's absolutely critical to me that the people that are in need may connect the dots that the reason this is being fixed, the reason this is being they're being helped is through Christ. This isn't because of Robbie and that it will raise their shield so they can get through life. You know, this isn't just fixing their car. It is, I'm hoping, giving them an understanding that God really cares about them enough that he died for them on the cross. And if they don't know Jesus, that it would actually be a point of salvation. Let me show you how much he really does care about you to the point that he literally is ready to take on all your sin. That's As we begin to raise people's shields of faith and they begin to see God cares about them, I, my own story, I didn't accept Christ until I had an understanding and I had some faith that God cared about me. And so these are things that we can do, but what I'm saying is we need volunteers. You know what, Robbie? I'll guarantee you that volunteer is listening this morning. And so I hope God spurs their heart. Yeah. (laughs) And you can go to christiancarguy.com, get my email address, and send me a personal email, or you can fill out the form. It doesn't matter to me. I just would love to hear from you. But the other thing is we have two situations where I need a bunch of shields. I need a complete Greek (laughs) armada coming up because we have this one situation we have been dealing with since November where this lady, car broke down in Virginia. We towed it down here. We got an engine donated, but the mechanic just has not had the time. And the only mechanic I can find is willing to donate all the hours to put this engine in, which is terribly expensive. And so, wow, we have been stuck kind of in... And we just need prayer, prayer, prayer for this particular lady. She has been waiting and crying, and we've been praying together. And she has another car that we're trying to keep on the road and all this. But that particular situation, man, do we need your prayers. I need prayers that that we can get that car in and get it fixed. But then we got into another one. And donations, a car, I need something. This lady, oh, it just breaks my heart. She has a disabled daughter, so she has to have a van. Her mother's sick, so she has to have a van. Her van, we were told, needed an $800 sensor, and supposedly the transmission would be fixed. But there was a possibility we would spend the $800, and the transmission wasn't fixed. Well, unfortunately, that javelin went straight into our shield. (laughs) And we spent the $800, but it did not fix. And so now it's over 20-some-odd-hundred dollars and we're really looking at, wow, if we could find a car, somebody could donate a car, even sell us a car really inexpensively, would be a whole lot less expensive than spending $3,000 to get this lady another van. I'm asking because I just believe God has a van for this lady or some solution to the financial need to put the transmission in. And so, again, you can go to Jesus Labor Love. You can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and there click on the Jesus Labor Love and, you, and you'll see ways to donate or email me that you have a car or whatever. Just get up with me. I'll figure out a way to handle it. But I'm asking that, you, and, and I'm, you know, most of you listening obviously don't have a car, but you can lift your shield with me and pray that God will provide for these people because there's no doubt in my mind that together as we raise people's faith, that God can come through or raise faith in, in, in our, in, in that at some point that we can bring the kingdom moving forward with our shields together, right? It's a just like the, you know, take the that front line of the, the soldiers with the shield. You know, one wasn't going to defeat anybody. One wasn't going to protect anybody. It was everybody together. And that's what we can do. I mean, it doesn't have to be, we don't have, to have somebody out in this audience listening that can do it all. But if you can do a small part, if a lot of people can do a small part, 
we can make a huge impact for Jesus Christ in the lives of these people. And I'm honored, really honored that that God has us here and we get a chance to share with you. And that he gives me all this stuff on shields. So much fun. But most of all, I'm honored that you listen today and that we have a chance to do the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the radio stations that carry the show. Thank you for the Jesus Labor Love volunteers all over that help us make all this possible. So God bless you all. We're so glad you listened. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, and he got it all done in 33 years. And uh, this week, think about those shields and what you might do to help raise somebody's faith. Thanks for listening.